Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. Oh, jeez, Bode. I'm Aaron. And uh, welcome to Amigos. Aaron, welcome to our fifth annual Halloween Spooktacular. Uh, Aaron, this week we're going to be talking about two games that undoubtedly rank among the Amiga's finest. Mm. Severed Heads and Clive Barker's Nightbreed, the oh, yeah. interactive movie. Oh, it's interactive. Now, Aaron, before we get into talking about this week's uh, news and everything, mm -hmm. let's go ahead and talk a little bit about, I want to hear about the Halloween costume from your youth that you remember the most. It's funny you should mention that, uh, little buddy, because I was just commenting with uh, Uncle Leroy on our trip here. My kid, we went out and got my son... We went out and bought, they were closing out costumes. And for five bucks, we got this little ninja suit, all right? A costume. And so we put it on him, and it's this awesome Mortal Kombat style, like full-on ninja suit, mm -hmm. right? Ninja mania. A ninja could put this on and go kill a sucker, right? And I thought to myself, for five bucks, we got this thing. When I was a kid, all the suits were garbage. They were garbage. They were just like this Morty mask. It's a big plastic gimmick. You got this string in the back, right? You know, I'm talking about the elastic string. Oh yeah. String. Oh yeah. And and, and what you do? I'll tell you the first thing I always did. Yeah. Tongue right through the mouth hole, cut your tongue. That's right. Yeah. Because you got to put the tongue in you there. You got to. Because the tongue see, searches out in the openings and just it, it's like a snake. So anyway. Right. You got the you got the mask, and then did you get a cool ninja suit? No. If I was gonna be a ninja, which they didn't exist when I was a kid, <laughs> but let's pretend they did. Like, I was Spider-Man one year, right? Spider-Man mask, and then and, and this is a haggard old tale, but it's true. Then you got the plastic bib gimmick, right? And then you put this thing on, and it had a picture of Spider-Man doing something. Well, and even as a little kid, I was like, wait a minute, Spider-Man wouldn't wear a picture of himself on it. Where's Unlikely. my Spidey outfit? Well, right. they didn't exist. You got the old plastic gimmick you tied on, and it sucked, and you felt like a dork. It was almost like an apron. That's right. Say, yeah. And so there was, so there were two types of kids, all right. There was the apron wearing dork kid, and then you had the uh, parents gave it a shot to make a costume. Now mm -hmm. some parents are super creative, right? And then you'd see kids come out and they have like homemade outfits that look pretty good, but often it looked like like morons. Like their parents were like doing a, you know, they tried, but once a year it doesn't make you a seamstress, you know what I mean? Well, so Aaron, I'm glad cool. that you brought that up because I have pulled from the archives. Mm -hmm. A, a glimpse into Boat's past. Oh my God! Okay, so this this comes from I think 1989. You had a perm back then. This is not me. Oh, okay? I'm sorry. You're the kid. This is the Halloween parade coming out of Hurricane Town Elementary School yeah. in 1989. Okay. Yeah. So get ready. Is that you? <laughs> that was not me. Right there, <laughs> Boat of Car. In the homemade Halloween <laughs> costume my mom stitched for me. Could you see in that? I could not see anything because the eyes were not properly aligned. So you can see my hand here <laughs> reaching out for the, for the pole in between so I could see and make that my is, way through the door. You know, in all honesty, that is not bad. Yeah. My mom it's, actually, she did she did pretty well. Now As this seems like, still, a, this seems like a big mistake right there. <laughs> <laughs> How did that turn out? Did you fall on your head? Yeah, that, that part was not captured on tape. So. <laughs> That's good stuff right there. 
That yeah. was, I, your mom did a good job. Well, thank Maybe you. Maybe it's just thank the, you. the problem with the costume was your face was weird. It, it was. It was. It, it's always been misshapen. And yeah. That's, that's an issue. Bulbous, yes. I think some would say. Plus the ears. Yes. It yes. happens, you know. So do you remember the very last time that you you went out with the, with the bag trick-or-treating? Absolutely. And, and, and tell me what happened. Me and my cousin Willie went out, and I believe, I can't remember if I was a sophomore or a junior in high school. When we went out, because yeah, we just kept on going. But that last year wasn't so much about candies; it was about throwing eggs at people's houses. That's mm -hmm. what we did. So yeah, we did that. Mm -hmm. I went. In fact, it was in my current neighborhood, and we went out and eggs. We ate some cars. We ate some houses, and then we did get some candy. I'm trying to. Think, I don't. I dressed as a hobo for the last few years. It was hobo. It was all hobo because we had a hobo man. Did anybody come up to you and say, "Listen, man, it's time. You need to stop." trick-or-treating absolutely not because there was no deadline on that they were a lot more most of them you sort of outgrow it it's funny i've heard if you're listening to flax one of flax episodes of you don't know flax he talks about like being too old to go trick-or-treat then you do eventually it hits you it's like okay time to stop usually it's like when you can drive a car you're probably too old it's <laughs> probably know? true yeah but we would go out and uh, we went out for years i mean listen it was candy man and it was uh plus you just grow up doing it now I've heard some places they have a cut hard cutoff of like twelve. I just really? read that on the radio, like, but it's loosely enforced, mm -hmm. you know. But nobody's um, checking IDs. I think twelve's a little bit too young. I think it would be like I wouldn't have a hard cutoff at all. Really, I think you just keep going until you want to stop. But probably if you, I mean, I'd say 16. if you're bringing your if you if you're bringing your kid and you're also trick or treating, it may be too late. I will say I go out with the kid every year. I've never missed one, and this year will be no exception, as you know. Uh, and I have dressed up with him occasionally, just for fun. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'll do that this year. Uh, but uh, uh, it's always a good time. I always go around. Of course, I usually hold the I'm like a ca the candy caddy. Right. Well, you know, what I've heard from my students who are in middle school is that they've, they've got the racket down because they've been doing this long enough. They get their parents to follow behind slowly in the car with big garbage bags. And then when as soon as their small bags get full, they dump it into the big garbage bags. Next house they go to, oh, you don't have any candy. Let me give you some extra. Now, see, they that's, know. that's being, who's, your kids said that? You're tell, you told me that you just got done egging houses and cars, and you're telling my kids they're not doing it well, right. Well, you you got to understand something. First of all, that's lame. Your kids are all lame. And so if, any, if any of your kids are watching this, that's lame. Having your parents, first of all, your parents need to be less lazy. Get out of the car, brother. I'm a big tubby dude, and I'm making the rounds. And with a garbage bag, that's weak. And secondly, when I was a kid, there, it was it was called trick or treat for a reason, man. You were like there were. It's not like I just randomly egged people that I liked. It was the jerks that were getting it. Oh, you you don't keep your dog out and he bit me. Here's your egg, sucker. Mm, so you oh, weren't indiscriminately egging. Or like, hey, you don't have any candy again this year. Here's your egg. You know, mm. or like, oh, you're just a jerk neighbor. Here's your eggs. How many? How many? Approximately how many people are we talking about here? Ninety oh, percent of your neighborhood. Five people, maybe. You know, it was a that last year was like it was a I would say it was a token effort. The years before that, it was pretty much just candy. It wasn't a whole lot of that other stuff. Mm. Have you ever TP'd a house or aged anybody? I, 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 I I've strayed from vandalism most most of my life. Oh, uh, please. You know, I, I was scared of the people that did that sort of thing. They frightened me. And so, well, here I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm frightened of you. Yeah, I don't blame you. You're not the first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aaron. Shall we talk about this week's uh, side updates? We got we're going to do a double helping of side updates this week because unfortunately the gamble train is passed right on by, Aaron. There is yes. no Amiga news worth talking about. However, 
as you can tell by this uh, lovely piece of apparel below me, we have some real life examples of our new t-shirts right here on the table area. So, well, let's, yeah, let's go ahead and we'll just show them off here a little bit. These actually turn out, hey, first of all, if, just so you won't miss it this week, toot toot, there it goes. <laughs> the official t-shirt, well, spread it out, unfold it, unfurl it for the masses. There Look it at is, that. It's, the, it's the Gamble Trainee official. I've never understood this weird thing, but people now, love the, the Gamble, Gamble Train shirt has been on the market for less than a week. It's already our highest selling design of all time. That's well, I, I don't know what that says about that. Um, let me move, let me move Morty out of the way here. We've also got hot off the presses. If you're into this sort of thing, we've got your Coco. I actually kind of like, I like these are kind of fetching. Actually. Yeah, it's a Coco yeah, show. Coco show shirt. You know, if you're into that sort of thing, and then. Uh, Speaking of Coco, is another. I like this. This is the little Coco mascot guy. Your little buddy. That's real good, Luke. Uh, Luke. This is a real good buddy. I like that's a nice looking, uh, nice looking. Thank shirt you. I'll, I'll be modeling that next week. And then, the oh boy. And then, of course, here you've got the big daddy here. I like this one myself quite a bit. This is your, this is your straight up. R. Sinclair. R. Sinclair shirt. Whoops, that's I got it backwards excellent. on it. What do you think? It's a blackout, eh? Uh, <laughs> How much more black could it be? There you go. All right, Sinclair, yeah, so. and uh, if you like those, you can get them all over at AmigaTees.com. AmigaTees.com. There you go. All right, Aaron, let's talk about what's been going on on our YouTube channel, huh? Let's let's get to our our uh, our site update real quick. Okay, here. well we can do that first. Either and way, what you've got here is you're going to see two site updates, but <laughs> one of them is what I call an insane one <laughs> from from the master of insanity. Uh, so Dreamcatcher has. Uh, an interesting tale here on Dynamo. Have you ever seen this particular uh, gimmick here? I've not. Just... I, I've not seen Captain Dynamo before. This is an Amiga game. I did read this article, uh -huh. and um, this looks like is that. Oh, like, maybe it's because he shows some some screenshots of the Spectrum version. Yeah. But it, it, it definitely does not take advantage of the Amiga hardware. Hey, that Batman so. looks eerily similar to you. Hey. It looks like I Baldrick. I know where you got that idea. If you, ever, if you know who Baldrick is, apparently they got him playing Robin. That's what that looks like. Baldrick from Blackadder is your Robin there. I saw that he'd been knighted. That, that amused me. Look at this. This is the review. Overall, Captain Dynamo is a bit of a stonker. What does that mean? A stonker? Because I've heard stonk in several contexts in the UK. This <laughs> is a word that has not yet crossed the Atlantic. Um, is it good or is it bad? I don't think it's good. Mm. Also, one of the articles refers that says this name. This uh, one of the parts that says the game should be called Captain Dud, mm. which is <laughs> that's never a good sign. No. Captain Dud, uh, but uh, this looks this one doesn't look that great, does it? But no. Actually, no. I will say that the, the Spectrum title screen looked better than any of the other parts of the game. So yeah, not so good. But yeah. Of course it's not good. That's what Dreamcatch is here for. <laughs> He's in the Mystery Science Theater of, of, of crappy games. Absolutely. So Absolutely. check him out. And then if you're feeling particularly funky, you can check out his Halloween offering, which is a quick look. He's made a lovely drawing that, that you'll enjoy. Uh, let's move along to the site updates, Bo. What do you have for us this week? We've got a, we've, we've done some stuff on the YouTube. Fact, yeah. We did a lot on the YouTube this week, didn't we? Yeah, absolutely. Despite their screwing of us. Well, uh, first and foremost, uh, we should talk a little bit about uh, the, I don't, let's see, we talked about the Jupiter Ace last week. I made an easy and quick guide to emulation on the Tandy Color Computer. If you're, if you're a frequent listener, or even just an occasional listener of the Coco Show, and you would like to uh, emulate 
the um, the Mighty Coco on your PC. Uh, I looked online and there was not much uh, information out there on how to get going. So this is just a quick little six minute uh, video on how to uh, download MessUI, get the system ROMs, uh, load them up, and actually how to launch the games themselves. Yeah, good job. Eh? So uh, I liked it. Yeah, uh, we're we're hoping that uh, you know one of the aims of the Coco Show is to introduce more people to the wild and wonderful world of the uh, Tandy Color Computer, and so this is uh, this is the easiest way I know to jump right in. I like the fact that several of the people in our uh, Discord have sort of there's a lot of people that are getting including yourself or getting on board. So I feel like there's there I like having like a, an Amiga user influx. Right. <laughs> we're, we're br- we're bringing it down. Over, we're bringing the Amiga side over the Coco, so it's kind of fun. You will be remembered of all time. They'll be like, did you hear about Aaron Dowdy? And they'll say, Aaron, he's the guy that brought the Coco back. I'm like the Johnny Appleseed of Coco. You are. You are. Except I'm not. There's, a, there's a huge no gun, community that, 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 no that's no been around none. forever that's <laughs> taking care of that. We're just like the Johnny come lately of, 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 the, of the Coco world. So I thought that was, that was kind of neat. Uh, Aaron, you also released a uh, couple Amigos Plays videos here. Uh, this is, I guess we're, we're calling them Coco Show Plays. Yeah. Uh, these are uh, shot, shot from ground zero itself, the computer room of doom oh, man. at Casa de Aaron. And uh, you recorded some plays of Downland and Apocalypse, last week's Amigos game. Yeah, now Downland's a fun game. I think a lot of people really were surprised by how fun that was for the Coco. And then mm-hmm. Apocalypse, since we did it last week, uh, it's funny, I recorded this sort of early in the week. And uh, when I was kind of coming to grips with it, but it was fun, and uh, uh, I thought, yeah, well, I'll knock one of these out because I'm gonna now that I've got a good setup for the uh, Amiga. To, to I mean, it's been a long time coming to be able to do good Amiga, you know, captures. You know that what mm. I've gone through. Oh, so yeah. you can see that's a pretty darn clear. It's a sharp, sharp yeah. image right and so there. It's, um, thank you. Hey, it's, and that's coming off the live twelve hundred, right? Oh yeah, all mm. my stuff from Evermore is going to be all real Amiga stuff. And in fact, real Amiga, real Coco, real Tari. I'm just I'm emulation. I'm I'm out the door. We're not, done not, with that. Not, not that anything against it. Yeah. Uh, and I I did like this game. I got better at it. And this actually was not. There's there's me hitting an invisible platform that I hate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, I had a good time doing this, uh, and uh, just look for lots more of these because it's it it's a lot easier and crisper. Dude, now hey, again, you know, I feel like a doofus because for years everybody was like, use the SCART cable and the thing, and I'm like, ah, you know, SCART, we're gonna go down that road with the SCART. But really, the SCART, hey, the SCART worked, brother, and the little gimmick, the cheapo gimmick off of uh, Amazon, and I was in business. The hardest thing to find was a halfway decent, cheap. Uh, HDMI well, I was gonna uh, say, digitizing. Yeah, you, you got to spend some money to get to get something of quality. But hey, hey, listen, uh, this is your disc. This is your uh, Patreon money at work. That's, I went and got because I wanted. I was like, you know, I feel like I'm shortchanging people by not playing these games on the actual computer and mm-hmm. doing it. So th- that's what. So here we're at. So man, you be, just totally destroyed all those civilians. Well, no, right those there. aren't civilians. Those are the guys. Oh no, there the were some, there were some guys in white that you just totally Let me tell you blew away. When the civilians are mixed in with the bad guys with the missile launches, they get smashed. <laughs> that's true. There's an artillery cheap shot mm. again that was last week go back if you want to see me bad mouth apocalypse but I, mean, I liked it i thought it was a pretty pretty good game they're actually uh, all things considered dude yeah and finally we did release a new coco show last week uh this one is based on downland which we talked about just a second ago and xenix xenix has got to be the most impressive shooter on the coco computer yeah, man that was it a is one. so freaking good it's very so arcade it's good. very arcade coin op like there's just crazy explosions uh, yeah, we had a good time with these. And Downland was, I think, actually like Downland more than this, but they were both great. Yeah. This is the, off the charts graphically, but they were both good. Hey, like I said, I like a good, uh, 
I like a good uh, platformer, and I like a good shooter, especially when you've got a shooter that gives you a little uh, vertical up and down. I always thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that was a lot of fun. All right, Aaron, the time has come to move on to this week's games. It's all it's it's a struggle to even know where to start with these. I'm but glad, I, I, I guess like severed let's heads. Let's start with severed heads. That's okay because actually, you know, listen, Halloween, as you know, if you follow the Amigos for the how, gosh, how many of these we've done now? Four. This is our fifth. Okay, so, Halloween spectacular. And so you can tell because what you do when you're in, when you're a podcast or a video show is you start with the the worst stuff and work your way up to the best stuff. And we've done it again this year. Just when you thought, man, you can't get any better Halloween material. Here it comes. The finest Halloween material money can buy right here. That's right. So uh, I had never heard of Severed Heads. And so it didn't sound promising, to be honest with you, when I read the title. Uh, and I guess it was the, the game selection committee. Are they behind? Are they everyone's They're behind everything we so, do. Every so week. So make sure all your... Make sure to let all your fan mail is is directed at the at the people. <laughs> Direct all your fan mail. You can to tell by that AGSC. picture that, that, that this is a quality game. Yeah. So that's probably the finest detail graphics of anything in this oh, whole yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, so this was released in '91, and the publisher, this Sir Ra, uh, you'd be stunned to realize they didn't do a whole lot, which I'll get into that in, in a moment. Uh, the coder artist on this, uh, a fellow named Michael Zerbo, uh, was responsible for these uh, uh, some fine games. I'll just go down the list of the other two. Dark Obsession, and my personal favorite, always break this one out at Christmas, Boat, The Child Murderer. A lovely fan. <laughs> Man, I know if I was at this store looking for a new game to play, that's the one I'd pick off the shelf yeah, first. Yeah. Uh, and he, I guess I'm assuming this is his brother, Christopher Zerbo, gra- uh, did some of the graphics along with uh, Joseph and Ken Harris. So you had, it looks like maybe a couple brothers were involved in this thing. Uh, what you've got here, Boat, is a, it's a text adventure with pictures. All right, that's what you've got. Um, now, before we get into the meat of the game, <laughs> because there's not much meat on the bone, I did, I was just looking, I was like, let's try to find some information. Because this is one oh, Wait a minute, how do you feel... How do you feel about that Dead Eye Dick song? She don't eat meat, but, but she sure like the bone. bone. I don't like it that much. You don't like it Although that much? Although I think it was, wasn't that in, uh, that was a long I'll tell you what that was in. That. that was in the that was in the Hurricane Skate Arena. That's uh, where I heard that. Oh, wow, that was well after I was out of Skate Arena. I think that, wasn't that in Dumb and Dumber? Probably. That song in there? So, here I am. I'm looking for stuff on this game, okay? And I come upon a random forum post, Okay. So, uh, and this guy mentioned that he'd been looking through the forums, and he'd seen this, and, he, and it was some amusement. And he said, listen, he goes, I wrote this game, <laughs> Michael Zerbo. And so uh, he, he, he goes into some detail about the background. So I thought it might be interesting to kind of go over this, because it's kind of funny. Uh, I couldn't find any decent reviews. I couldn't find any reviews, but I did say, I did find, uh, he did mention that Amiga World had reviewed this. I couldn't find it, and they gave it a good score. This is one of the few games we've looked at on Lemon that has no score. Mm. Like, no one has played this game. He also mentions that uh, the publisher, which was Sir Ra, cheated him and the artist from any royalty, so he never saw any money from this at all. Sir Ra, not a good dude. Yeah, yeah. They also, Sir Ra also tried to make a PC version of this, but they didn't tell him, <laughs> and but it didn't happen. So uh, he, said, he, he said that Sir Ra 
had had uh, claimed that he that a larger publisher wanted this game, but they needed to update the parser because, and admittedly, the parseness is pretty tiny for a text game. But it didn't. But he's not sure if that's true or not. No but, way. Yeah, I know. So he released this game for free himself on the net. So if you want to play Severed Heads, you can go. go for it. You can go get it. All right. He also mentioned that the child murderer, the children murderer, whatever it was called, what was it called? I don't want to child get child murderer. I don't want to get the name wrong. Yeah, the child murderer is available. Was sold in Australia and New Zealand as a super budget title. I don't know, super budget title. Boy. But he says it's <laughs> with very, a title like that and super budget attached. Yeah. He said uh, it, it also was it was released on a PC. They changed the name because they said the name might affect sales. No kidding. You know, so he also mentioned that this game's buggy, but it's not nearly as buggy as this game Dark Obsession, which was insanely buggy. And so, it, so he's mostly everything he released. This is his number one game, Severed Heads. So he now, so he ended up doing some work and made and he ported some of these games over to PDAs. If you can believe, if you can believe well, that. Say, oh, yeah. So okay, I thought that was pretty. I thought that, that was, was a pretty hot market there, the old Palm Pilot market for gaming. Yeah. Um, he said that this, as far as he knows, Severed Head only sold two or three hundred copies worldwide. So you're not going to probably see a copy of this anywhere if you were to look. Uh, he says the PC port of the Child Murderer is much better. <laughs> so if you're looking to get in, get on board, oh boy. if you want to get, I, where's that port comparison? If you're looking to get on board with the Zerbo uh, Express, you could go. You can go hunt down the Child Murderer for the PC. But they remove again. They also remove the child, so it's just called the murderer. Probably a good move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no kidding, man. John Wayne Gacy, the simulator. You know. Uh, something else he mentions is that uh, um, he was very proud of the fact that this thing had. Uh, you, basically, this will tell you the story. I don't know if it you will ever, tell did you, you the ever, story. Did you use that? No. Uh, so I thought that was kind of neat. He also said he finds occasionally, to his surprise, that his games are released by other publishers. Like, but he didn't, for, and with no consent or anything. Well, if Sir Ross screwed him, why not everybody? Well, uh, that seems to be the uh, that seems to be the way they're looking at it. Now, I looked, I just for fun, I looked at Zer- Michael Zerbo's credits, you know, because we know Severed Heads, we know Dark Obsession. He allegedly did a game that I can't find anything about called Inner Demons on the Amiga. He did a game for the Amiga called A Matter of Time. It was also it was formerly Shareware. I don't know what formerly Shareware. I guess now it's Freeware. He did the Child Murderer. That was also on the Amiga, uh, but I didn't. I haven't seen it anywhere. And he did the Hollywood Murders, and my favorite one, 2003. He released this for on the Amiga. Dames are trouble, brother. I know what you're saying there, pal. I can understand that. So, a little bit behind this game. So you can see this game was released in the perfect conditions with a helpful conditions are perfect with a helpful publisher ready to back him all every step of the way. So, this game. This is a graphic adventure that's a text adventure with some graphics. It's a lot like that Cthulhu game we covered, except not in the same league of goodness. Did we cover a Cthulhu game? Yeah, actually, you weren't here for that. I oh, think it was okay. me and Brent that okay. covered that one. So, text with graphics. Well, maybe you were here for that one. But anyway, in this game, you basically, it takes place in the future. And in the future, they've found a way to uh, basically uh, keep people alive by growing these bodies they could transfer their head to. Mm-hmm. All right? What a deal. 
I guess you've got a great body and an old head stuck on it. This is uh, like the Mountains of Madness. And I believe they said that the, your new body will last two years. I think that's what they said. So I don't. I guess you got to be going through bodies pretty qu- pretty quick. Well, you just grow a bunch. I you guess know? you just keep. It's sort of like underpants. Yeah. You know, you have a bunch of them set up there. Now, that, another problem with this is that uh, it occasionally it goes south and weird things happen. So. At the beginning of this, you are you play a, a surgeon that does these operations, and so the early parts of this game are you. I guess this is so you'll learn this how this thing works. Or it's you getting your equipment, you going to the emerge to the operating room, you washing your hands, you uh, putting on your surgical clothes, you perform this. It's funny you go all through these, all this rigorous crap to get the surgery, and then when you actually go to the surgery, it's like. Uh, it's basically it's like do surgery. It's like okay, it went great. <laughs> I thought that was weird. I was like, wait a minute, that's all? You don't actually perform the surgery. You just have to. It's it's several well, commands about how to wash your hands. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and so uh, anyway, there is some intrigue when the guy you worked on suddenly uh, that he, everything went well, head transferred, good to go, and then the guy they find out later the guy's dead. Yeah, he died. And the guy, and one of the surgeons walks up to you and says, "Try to do better next time, or be more careful." That's what he says. It's like, what a jerk! Yeah, the old pat on the back. No, he said, "No, he, they tells you be more careful. Oh, yeah. Like it's your fault Passive that the guy aggressive. died. What yeah. a jerk!" So anyway, this devolves into a crazy, uh, which I I'm, admittedly I didn't get much real far in this game, but I did get to the point where you're. Uh, eventually, you're out in this alley, and you find the body, and someone had done a bunch of work on it, and, you, and your guy's out in an alley with a scalpel, carving, opening him up, and pulling stuff out of the old body to see what's going on, because he's a surgeon. It's a real weird tale, uh, and then inter-sprinkled inter, uh, with the tale will be graphics. The graphics in this were hilarity, because a lot of... Now, some of them were like hand-drawn, looked okay, mm-hmm. but occasionally, they would just digitize some picture and then sort of take like d-paint like let's put there, there's a guy in this that they they gave a new face okay there's i mean there's, they took a picture of a guy and then they they took like the biggest fattest brush and d-paint and gave him eyebrows and a mustache <laughs> and i mean it looks so stupid it looks i just looked at it, i was like are you kidding me but it's funny and there's a lot of stuff like that there's, there's one part of this like <laughs> your guy's sort of a jerk i guess so he finds an old cat in an alley that's like dead. He brings it back to life, which is nice. Then he goes out and he takes all the stuff he put out of the other body and sticks it in the cat. Sticks it in the cat. Right. You remember that part? Oh, the yeah. cat freaks out. The cat he breaks the cat's neck. Right. And then they show a digitized picture of a little kitty. Yeah. That's that's pissed off. At what point do you just turn off? I mean, if if I'm playing this for fun, um, you know, at what point do I just turn this off because this is no longer fun? I don't. <laughs> Listen, being a frog, that's got to appall you because frogs are often dissected. Well, or whatever you are, I, I do have some unpleasant, uh, you know, dreams about that. That's one of my nightmares is being dissected. Well, you know, listen, they might take you apart just to see what's going on with your lungs after all that smoking you're doing. So, anyways, uh, this is a weird game. I, I, I didn't. I played this thing. For, I will admit, I played this for like three hours. And, oh and my by the way, uh, well, I mean, you're a braver man listen, than I. Listen, you've got to do it. You know, you got to do no, it. Well. And so I, I did it. And I will say, uh, you can use basic commands, and the parser's pretty rigid on this thing. Yeah. And a couple of times I had to get labor more than a you few gotta times. you got to remember, this is 1991. 
and this thing, the parser is like straight out of Zork, you know, straight out of some no, old terminal. No, it ain't Zork thing. level. It's it's. I mean, this thing's the parser's not that good. I think it's a five hundred word parser. I think the guy said it's awful. It's yeah, awful. and so I had to cheat a lot. I admit that. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. There's a in fact, if you're watching the live, there's a picture of the operating room. And there's the laser cut. Like, uh, it's a haphazard. Or the, that picture doesn't make me want to have surgery in this hospital. <laughs> uh, you also have sort of a, a romantic interest, sort of. It's mm -hmm. hard to see where it's going. But I think I, I played a lot. Well, of she makes you dinner at some point, but, but that's, I think she's yeah. sort of evil. Yeah, I think. Well, but she I dies later I didn't, on, I didn't, so it doesn't oh, matter. I didn't, I didn't watch that for. Right, I watched I, the whole thing. Yeah, I, you watched the whole thing. Yeah. Um, what did you think of this boat? This might be the worst game we've ever done. No. I would rather play Top Banana than play Severed Heads. Oh, Top Banana is... What would you... What, what, if Listen, this isn't the worst game we've no, ever done, what I, is it? Well, we haven't done our second game today, which is on my list. It's way better. But, but here's the thing. It's a text adventure. It, it, it's, it's okay. I, I think it's okay. I, really, I think it's an, it, the tale is interesting. I mean, the parser Here's the is problem. short, but Here's I mean, the, the actual tale isn't bad. You got to give it that. Well, yeah, I will give it that. But in 1991, I expect more from a text adventure game. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to type full sentences in, and I want this thing to understand me. Um, if we're gonna have graphics, I want graphics all the time. I want Queen of the Desert. That's what I want. You know, I want some game where half the screen is text and half the screen is a graphic and I want the graphics to change. This is like, how few graphics can we put in this thing to put it on the box? You know, it's like they took just enough screenshots so they could put screenshots on the back of the box. I don't even know. I, did you say this was a shareware only no. release? Okay, no, this, this was, was a real Commercially release. released game. Well, sort of. He got screwed by the publisher. Right. So. Um, the graphics that they do choose to put up are oftentimes bizarre and you know there's a, there's a lot of stuff going on in this I will give you that the story is interesting okay <laughs> but I mean there's a lot of interesting novels that are a heck of a lot where but you know better written um look like that that if you're watching the video version of this that you've got Mr. Billows who is a straight up digitized black and white picture the art style is not it's not um across it's random. the board. yeah it's random but I mean that I think that's what makes this this is as close you, as you can get to shareware or something you've made by yourself. But it's just good enough to where you can say, oh, well, you could maybe release it. It reminds me, you ever you ever been like a concert or something, and there's a dude in the parking lot, and he's got a station wagon, and he's got the back door open, he's selling his own stuff. Oh, yeah. And you're like, he's like, come on, five bucks, it's a good album, it's just like what you saw inside. And, you, and you're like, well, you know, maybe I'll take a chance. Mm -hmm. And you go home, and maybe you went and saw, like, Slayer. And this is this is more like... You know, a Slayer half speed with a guy that could sort of only kind it's of play guitar. Like a, yeah. And so that, but you're like, well, it's okay. It's something like kind of like an actual band. Mm -hmm. That's what this game is. It's sort of like an actual game. And the, <laughs> what I like, I can't it, think of any better praise. Listen, what than I that. like about it is, is, is the the random photos so that makes it better. Because they're so, I mean, I like the fact that a dude took a dude's picture, and I'm hoping this is one of the programmers from this mm -hmm. picture. And they just took the brush and just did the eyebrows and the mustache. I'm just like, yes, that looks it does, great. It, it, this game. game, this game probably is the Manos, the hands of fate. No, it's more like an games. Ed Wood. That's where because I mean Manos is not that bad, but Ed Wood would like he would he would do stuff that was sort of important, but he'd sort of do a half job, and that's what this is. It's a half job, and the story is sort of interesting, 
I didn't hate this. I didn't hate it. I mean, it was it was hideous. Let me rephrase it. But I mean, it's not like you said it was a worse game. No, because don't it, tell me what a, be, a worse game than this than we played on this show. Then I really well, I will get to it. I hated first person pinball's worse. I mean, a lot worse. It's unplayable. That's garbage. true. It is unplayable garbage. So uh, you know, there's that. But I mean, although that was they tried something out of the box. Tinsoft presents. But I'm just saying, if you play, if you let's pretend this is if they'd said, look, here's your new graph. It's your new text game. That's all it is, like a Zorg. And you played it. It wouldn't be the worst game you ever played. It'd be like, oh, okay, it's a text game. The plot's interesting, sort of. You know? It's sort of... A, you, you do a lot of stuff... Like, all the stuff that leads up to the important stuff is sort of mundane and goofy. But it... You know, you get somewhere eventually. So, overall, I'm not going to kill it. I'll be honest with you. Uh, in terms of uh, the ability to... Well, let's put it this way. I didn't find this on eBay. I know you're stunned, but... <laughs> And I don't think I, I did not. I didn't find any reviews of this anywhere, including really? including on Lemon, where they have uh, no reviews. So someone, I'm begging one of our well, fine listeners. To beg get, no longer, my friend, because uh, we do have here we go. We do have some reviews. Oh, for God this bless one. you, Graham. You've done it okay. again. It's not just Graham. Oh, you're kidding me. More than one person played severed heads. Chris Falls led the charge. Oh man, he's gonna hate it, isn't he? Imagine a terrible text adventure written by a high school kid where after one minute you couldn't care less. Then make it a little worse and you have severed heads. Oh, man. Spend your time doing something else, but just don't play this game. One out of ten. And Graham W. Bebke, fresh off his flight from Japan. You can imagine this was one of the first text adventures written by the offer, but sadly it's not. This story had no substance, and I guess people are only drawn to it by the subject matter. There's some red text on a background, black background in the game, which makes reading this, and reading is probably the most important part of a text adventure game, even more challenging than trying to continue to play this. One out of ten. Not high praise from our right. Amigos Retro Gaming you know, Discord community. I will say one thing in closing when we close the door on this one. I couldn't get this to work on emulation. It would only work on my actual authentic Amiga 1200. So, uh, good luck. I don't know... <laughs> or you can save yourself some trouble and just load up a, uh, a YouTube Let's Play from no. our boy Hipponius. Uh, and it, he, to, to crank up the awesome, he turns on the text to speech. Yeah. So you can hear the computer read the you know, speech. It's I, like you're there. I think everyone's too hard on this. I thought that was, I, I thought the subject matter was sort of interesting. I mean, the name sucks. But I mean, and some of the art's okay, and it's funny. I would like to see somebody. We're going to go opposite ways because I, I want to hear your thoughts on the next game. Okay. Let's anyway, move someone, on someone go leave a review on Lemon and tell them the Amigo sent you. <laughs> Be the first. Let's talk about Nightbreed, the interactive movie. Now, game. amazingly, both. And this is a rarity. I've actually played this in my, back in the day. Really? Yes, I did. Um, so, Nightbreed, the interactive movie. Now, we got to differentiate, and I'm hoping next year we'll cover the action game. Nightbreed has two games on the Amiga, the interactive movie and the action game. And we looked at the interactive movie. Yeah, so we, we did. Look at the action game. Well, now, we looked at the action game before. That was like Halloween spooktacular. Oh, we too. actually looked at the action game already? I'm pretty sure we did because you told your Nightbreed story. I've told that this year. I break that one out every once in a while. I don't know. So anyway, Nightbreed... Tell your Nightbreed story. Well, I told it a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I, I was in a theater. I saw this movie by myself in an empty theater and thought I saw a haunted guy go to the bathroom. Yeah. So... Nightbreed, the interactive movie. Now, we're going to talk about Nightbreed, the actual movie, before we talk about the the interactive movie, because you've got to get some basis for Nightbreed, the interactive movie. 
Now, first of all, Boat, I'm assuming you've not seen Nightbreed. I have not seen film. Nightbreed, but from what I could tell, um, this is, or from what people on the Discord were saying, is that this is more of a, um, or maybe it was on the, I don't know where I, I think it was on the Discord. They were saying it's more of a monster movie than a straight up horror flick. Would you agree with that? No. Okay. No, I wouldn't agree with that. So, uh, this movie was directed by the much heralded and written by him too, Clive Barker. I'm not a big fan of the Bark Man. I'll be honest with you, and none of his crap. Well, he caught that ball that kept the Cubs from winning the series. No, wrong guy. Mm. Although that guy, well, this is also a miss. Uh, this was a big mistake. This guy, uh, the Clive Barker, basically, this was supposed to be the first of a trilogy of films. All right. Um. So, and this is also, by ironically, this is supposed to be. This is one. This is two thirds. It was supposed to be a trilogy of right. games. Right. It was supposed to be a trilogy. Yeah. So. Uh, this movie uh, came out in February 16th of 1990, the film, 102 minutes. Uh, and the budget on this on this uh, dog, 11 million bucks. And they only brought back worldwide 8.9. So they took a bath on the Nightbreed, right? And so the, the premise of Nightbreed is goofy, I think. Uh, and it, I'm not, not to go fully into the film, but basically it's it, you, it, the character, the main character thinks he's going crazy and he has been going to a, a therapist who has sort of convinced him that he's been killing a bunch of people mm-hmm. when in actuality the therapist is sort of like as I recall from seeing it sort of drugging him and the therapist oh by the way is the murderer so he's basically hanging this guy out to dry and also just being a jerk a psychological jerk I hate those are the like, worst kind of jerks screw, it's screwing with him right Yeah. and so long story short this guy ends up in this graveyard because he hears about this crazy mystical world of monsters and this creature bites him but he gets away right and then the mask guy who is the actual therapist is also the killer he's called the mask he he's called the mask like the jim carrey so character? he wears a mask they call him the mask what kind of a mask is it it's just a it's a white face i think it's I don't like remember. a jason mask no it's not that cool it's just like a hood you mm. know anyway he he basically says like he basically frames this guy. The guy gets killed, but he doesn't really die because he's gotten bit by that monster, and so he becomes one of the night breed. Yeah. Which is a group of, like, semi-dead, various-looking, weird-looking monsters. They right? do look and they weird. Have a world. It's all one cool. of them looks like Mac tonight. He actually does, except not as cool. Uh, so, anyway, that's the film. I saw this movie, and while I was scared by the bathroom ghost, the film wasn't scary at all. It was dumb. And and I thought I so. Why like wouldn't it. you think I would like? Does it have a lot of blood in it? Oh yeah, oh, of course. So it's Clive Barker. Yeah, you know. So anyway, let's. So that's your movie. So let's. Re, and it was a dog. So of course you get these movie rights at well ahead of time, and you just roll the dice. Especially when your name is freaking Ocean. Yeah, you do. Ocean takes a gamble. It's they're not all RoboCop's boat. Sometimes you get a. Sometimes you get one of these night breeds. In every in every life, some night breed must fall. That's right. And so here comes Nightbreed, released in ninety, uh, and it was on two big discs. Boat published by Ocean, you know that. Developed by an outfit called Impact. Right, Impact had two games. Uh, aside from Nightbreed, the interactive movie, they also did a, a Nightbreed, the action movie, and they did Run the Gauntlet. I don't know what Run the Gauntlet is. I never heard of that one. It's it's that game where you're playing in the Gnome Olympics. Is no, that's not it. That's a mystic. That's a mystic marathon. <clears throat> so, um, and I'm gonna go ahead and call these boys out. They worked on this. Chris Carey the, is the coder, 
And uh, one of the artists, Mark Rogers, also worked on this. And the graphics were done by a guy named John Beard, his only effort on the Amiga. And another, and Steve Carey also worked on the graphics, and he was responsible for stuff I've never heard of: Deflector, Federation, Federation of Free Traders. I never heard any of this stuff. Mm. Uh, the, now, the, here's something I thought was interesting. The music on this was done by someone that actually doesn't suck. Barry Letch, among his uh, 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 titles are, of course, Lotus 2. Pretty good music in that. The name sounds familiar. Humans, yeah. Silkworm, Supercars 2, uh, Hero Quest. Ton, he's been he's done like four million things. So something tells me Ocean was like, listen, we need to. We've got. Where's our great staff? Like, like uh, a player. Get him over here. Put some music to this, and he did. So, this also, believe it or not, got con- was converted over, and I don't know what came from where, but there was an Atari ST release and a DOS release. I was going to look at the DOS release of this to, ch- to compare them, and then I played this, and I was like, I'm done. I'm not looking at the DOS version. So, when you hear the words interactive movie, that is a, those are trouble words right They there. are troubled words. You're like, uh-oh, <laughs> this could be trouble. Mm-hmm. So, in this interactive movie, you play... The, ti- the the title character from the film, and your job. It, Aaron well, Boone is the title Aaron character. Aaron Boone, yeah, yeah, he's also the manager of the uh, Yankees. He, he, yeah, I right believe now. he's the guy that also screwed the Yankees. It was it was it which Boone was it that, ho- that hosed the Yankees? That one? No, it was a Red Sox. Well, there's yeah, been like three generations yeah. of Boones in Major League So Baseball. anyway, you play Boone here, uh, Aaron Boone. The name kills me. And so you are the you start out in your therapist's office. All right, and you're thinking, and you, and you go through this rigmarole where he's convincing you that you're the killer, just like in a movie. And the graphics in this are stylized. What do you think? Stylized. I'm being kind here. What do you think of the graphics? I don't think the graphics are bad in this game. I think they're weird looking. The, the, well, it's I, a weird movie. Well, you got that right. So then you go to this game's number one. <laughs> this is the this is the interactive part of the interactive movie. The driving around the map sequence. This is the bane of my existence. If you, this is as interactive. I mean, I can't think of anything that it's, it. This is like going to one of those kiosks and hitting the next button. That's as interactive as it gets. That seems to be more exciting than this particular so, portion of the game. In the first part of this game, you're in a car and you're driving, and so I'll. The first thing I did was always drive towards the police station. It doesn't matter. You'll be driving. So there's an overhead map. With, a, with this crazy, whoever put these roads together must have been out of their minds, because it's just this crazy roundabout routes. It's all one big overhead map, and you click on the map to where you want your car to go to on the intersection you want to go to, and so you got to go one intersection at a time. Yeah, and these intersections are not far, or these intersections are very close together on the map, you, except for the cemetery. One. Right, and so there's always a chance that you're going to run into a roadblock. Why? I don't know. Well, I'll tell you why. Uh, when you okay. when you hit a roadblock, I think that there is a random chance that you could either A, puncture a tire, which slows you down, or B, puncture your fuel tank, which causes you to run out of fuel more quickly. Well, no, that's true. Or C, you just get through. But right. my point is, why are there roadblocks all over this map? Oh, it's Because just, nothing's happened yet. Right. You left your therapist. And it's part of the skill required to complete no, this game. It's garbage. It's random garbage. Now it's not totally random, but it's garbage. So once you, if you, so you, like the boat said, you can either go to the roadblock unmolested, go to the roadblock and get shot in a tire, and that slows your car down, or go to the roadblock and get shot in a gas tank. That means you're going through gas quicker. 
Did we mention you've got gas? You've got this is like me going to work or going out in the field. I gotta watch the I gotta watch the gas tank in this game, and there's a big fuel gauge at the bottom. And so, randomly, if you know where to look at a map, there are gas stations. They're not right. marked. Now, keep in mind, there is no currency in this game. This is not part of the skill at all. You can always fill up no matter what. Yeah. Now, I will. This is the one thing I'll give this game credit for. There's one thing. This game has cheap gas. 50 cents a gallon, that's a good deal. That's pretty good. Pretty that's, a, good. that's all it's got. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I'll, I'll also always fill up your tank. Every time. Don't ever say, no, nah, I'm not going to fill it up. Don't do that. So anyway, eventually, you either wreck your car or you get to where you're going. Okay, there's no... Or you run out of gas. If you get to where you're going, initially, you basically... They put you in an insane asylum. Okay? If you wreck your car... They put you in an insane asylum. Right. So the, the 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 best strategy of this game is actually just to drive straight to the police station because it's That's a faster trip. Yeah. yeah. And, and then they put you in there. If you also run out of gas, guess where you're going? Insane, insane asylum. Insane asylum. So And you magically get your car back after now, every time. I, so. I did a lot of experimentation with this game because I thought it can't be this dumb. So on my I changed my route after about 20 plays, and I went directly to the cemetery. Mm -hmm. All right? Skip the middleman. You can't do that, right? You can do it. You can do You can it. go right to the cemetery, and when you get there, the game ends. Well, yeah, I mean, you can, but it's... It basically, you, right. you, you you get there, and there's nothing going on. Right, so exactly. Then you have to go back, and then you have to eventually go to the insane asylum. Once you get right. to the insane asylum, a crazy... No, well, no, no, I think you're scared. You, got, you, go, you go to the... Go to you, you go to the hospital. Right. It's that, not insane asylum. The insane asylum is later. But well, that's not for me. I went to the cops. They checked me in the insane asylum. That's the first thing they did. And so once you, it, long story short, you have to go there mm -hmm. because a crazy guy there tells you, "Hey, have you heard about this cemetery?" Midian. It's, a, it's the it's gateway a, where all your sins can right. be forgiven. So that means that. So then you have to escape the insane asylum. Well, don't worry. It just escapes for you. Over. And over again. Mm -hmm. Anytime you go to the insane asylum, the next thing that happens is you escape and you're back on that map right. in that stupid car. Everything leads to this car at the beginning of this game. And so now you're driving all the way to the cemetery. Well, of course, it's a million miles away to a million forks. You gotta go gotta go get the gas thing, the all the crap of the roadblocks over and over. Crap. Crap, crap, crap. Then you finally, maybe, you, and if you fail, you go back to the insane asylum. You start all over, okay? Then, and of course, I played this on my actual Amiga, so there's no save states, any of that crap. Then you finally get to the cemetery. You get a choice. You can look around in the cemetery. You can enter the, enter graveyard, the graveyard. and, and or, or you can enter the actual city of the dead. Well, it's supposedly a choice. You, yeah, because if, if you try to go just right to the Sea of the Dead, you're instantly killed and the game is over. Mm -hmm. It also says, it says like, uh, uh, those creatures like rip you asunder. You're dead. Game well, no, over. no. What happens is if you go, if you try to go to Midian beforehand, the cops show up and the cops kill you. No, not what, for me. Okay, well, here's what happened to me. So you, if you don't go to the graveyard first, you try to enter Midian, it's like you can't find it or something like that. And all of a sudden, the cops show up and they're like, he's got a gun, and he dives down, and Let's then you get shot up. If you go to the graveyard first and get bit by the by the right. Mac Tonight buddy, right. then you become immortal. So when you get shot by the cops, when you come back out, you go... You, right, you have to... But see, you're, I'm saying if you go to the graveyard after you've been in the insane asylum... And you go into Midian, you instantly get killed. Okay. And now, if you go into the graveyard, then you get chased by this Rastafarian demon from the movie. Mm -hmm. 
he's going to bite you. And so then you play, then some more interactive movie starts up. Right. And the interacting movie of this is, this guy's chasing you, and you've got to stay ahead of him, okay? So how do you do that? Well, you click the mouse button with his arms. Yeah. And he'll, okay. And you, it shows this like, is, I've been waiting all episode to okay, hear Okay, go about ahead. This. Get on Get on it. No, no. I want to know, were you able to beat this section? I was. Okay. As evidenced by my stream, because I streamed this, yeah. I tried, like the Dickens, every strategy that I could try to get past this, and I was unable to get by it. So, Aaron, please tell me your secret. You ever play, uh, remember the swimming event in uh, Summer Games? Mm-hmm. You have to... It's, a time, it's not necessarily just, a speed. You can't just yeah. go like... Blah, blah, blah. You have to like time it. That's right. what this is. You have to kind of click the thing as the guy moves, as his arms move. Mm-hmm. And you're clicking with his arms. And so... Do you think that it was because I was using the joystick? Well, you were emulating it, so there could that could be an issue. That's I don't true. know. Uh, all I know is I got out. All right, I made it. I, and trust me, it wasn't like I did it the first time. It took me about 10 tries. Mm-hmm. That got old. Another reason I hate this game. But I did get out. Because I knew... I remember just from before... Then you and then once you get bit, the whole bit with the cops that, that your shrink shows up with the cops and he frames you and they, he gets you killed and then you and then you rise from rise from your grave and you mm. then you hook up with those other idiots and, and then you're you're ready to rock and roll. Eventually, this game devolves into a very stupid game where you run around in this three-dimensional cavern. I don't know if you got that far. I, I, I did not. No, because I couldn't beat that section. Yeah. I, I just watched it on the, uh, the, on the YouTube. The three-dimensional cavern is one of those, like, advances a block every time you hit forward oh, gimmicks. Oh, yeah. Just like Dungeon Master and all but these horrible But this cavern, games. I've never beaten this game or even come close because I always give up because I get mad. And this cavern involves you going through, like, uh, there's a scene where you have to jump, like, this piranha thing, and it mm-hmm. comes at you, and it's real stupid looking. It looks like you're Hank Hill from that. <laughs> you King do of look Hill. like Hank Hill. And your guy's like, and so here's, think about it. Think and put yourself in, you're in, a, you're in a, some kind of undead cavern, mm-hmm. okay? And you've got demons are all over the place, and these piranhas are coming at you, these, like, flying piranha things. And so would your reaction to this be like, oh, God, I'm screwed, or would it just be like this? Just like I'm, I'm that's just, just still like, a like looking bored, like yeah. I'm bored, you know. There's, there's, it's just it. This is the worst type of game. Okay, so I'm just gonna summarize here, and I, I've never watched the end of this. I didn't watch the end. I didn't care. All right, I didn't care. It's, it's a dull, stupid, repetitive, lazy game, based on a dull, stupid failure of a film. In a series of dull, stupid games, the third of which was so dull and stupid that it couldn't be released. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's my review. I hated this. I double hated it. I didn't like the graphics. I hated the car scene. I hate the tunnels. I hate everything about well, this game except me, for the gas. Here's price. the thing. This is this is this is what was endemic, I think, with with this with not only the Amiga, but a lot of computer platformers. Uh, a lot of computer platforms, especially, it seems like this happened a lot in Europe, where they they bundle a bunch of mediocre games together, and they'd say comes with sixteen games, you know, <laughs> and then you open up these sixteen games, and it's fifteen versions of games, the quality of Nightbreed, the interactive movie, and they're like, what did I just get here? What did I get myself into? And they wonder why they lost out to the PC and the consoles in terms of well, gaming. Well, the P- keep on this went to the PC. Uh, but the, I guarantee you there was no uh, IBM Aptiva pack with Nightbreed, the interactive movie in it. Well, you know, 
listen, I, a lot of places, a lot of the reviews I read of this compared this to like a Cinemaware game. Oh, yeah. Listen, and I know you're not the biggest fan of Cinemaware. But this is, but this is not, this no. can't uh, lay Cinemaware's boot for its worst effort was Very better true. than this. Very true. This is is just a, a, an abomination. Yeah. yeah. I You know. It's it, ugly. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. It's ugly and stupid. Mm-hmm. It's also not fun. It punishes you for trying to have fun. Bad you. Mm-hmm. Get back to the tedium. Tedium is the name of this game. And so when you ask me what I hated worse, Severed Head or this, I hate this much worse. Because really? Severed Head knew what it was. Mm-hmm. It was like barely a, a, a game you would pay for. Yeah. But, I mean, there's some fun there, right, and, and, and amusement. This, like when I played it, I didn't get angry or frustrated or want to hurt things. This, this guy, I don't care if he's dead, alive, undead, I hate Midi, and I hope they never, ever get their own town. <laughs> Screw them. The dead should stay dead. I don't want them romping around. I don't want some Rastafarian demon chasing me through the graveyard. I didn't like it. Thumbs down. And well, I don't usually review stuff, but thumbs way down on this one. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't hate this as much as the text. Just because the text adventure was just so... I don't know. I, I feel like... Um, Everything about that text adventure was horrible. I've played a lot of great text adventures, and I like the genre. Um, but this, I feel like if I could have just gotten past that first level, I would have had more fun with it. I didn't think... You the, would have less fun. Okay. The first level, that's where they drain the life out of you. It's just like the game. If you start, if you get into the tunnels, you've become the undead. <laughs> Look at this scene right here. Did you see this part? Dies the firefly. Look at this idiot. <laughs> Who thinks this is a game? Yeah, yeah, it is bad. Horrible. It is bad. Horrible. Yeah. Um, I uh, found reviews on this. This is where I think the people of Lemon, I love Lemon, love them. But this is one of those instances where I think they've lost their minds. They, because I read reviews where people were like, Whoa, I love this game. It was great. But no, 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 not great. This got a 6.45 score on Lemon. Atrocious. Half that. This is not a six. This yeah. is a three. I, I challenge you to find any games on Lemon that are below that, though. Oh, there are. Top banana. Uh, Amiga Action gave this a 74. Too high. This is an F game. Uh, AUI, our good buddies down in Australia, they had a little more common sense. They gave this the big 5-0. Fitty. They dropped a fitty on this That's thing. That's a fair score. And the one gave this a 75. Wrong. Wrong. This should have been a hammer. Should have been dropped. This should never be bought or sold. Uh, however, if you want to buy or sell it, <clears throat> there is a couple copies on eBay. Believe it or not, someone had the audacity, the awe, to ask ninety-two bucks or best offer on this. My best offer, burn. There's also one for twenty-five, forty-three. I saw one that had sold recently for five bucks. And if you want the discs to give a Mexican burial, jump on. Four bucks, you get the disc. What's a Mexican burial? That's when you get around a sucker and you just put the boots to him. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Is that a, is that a wrestling term? I don't think so. Gang term, I think. Gang term. So what do you got? Did anyone in the uh, Discord have the guts? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This better be a beat down. <clears throat> so Chris Fold says this game puts the M in mediocre. There is not a single redeeming factor, and playing it is more of an insult to your senses than a movie-based adventure. Mm. I would rather play Top Banana. Uh-uh. Three out of ten. I agree with that. And Graham Vebke says, I'm not a fan of the movie, and I'm not a fan of this game either. Or the arcade-style game, also made by Ocean, milking this movie license for everything. 
It looks okay, but it's very illogical for a point-and-click adventure, and it gives the impression of a rushed idea, a rush and idea-starved game. Look me in the, lock me in the asylum if I suggest playing this again. It scores one more point for the graphics over severed heads, two out of ten. Very good. You know, keep this in mind as we close the door on this god awful thing. Ocean, its bread and butter was to try to get these licenses and do something with them. This and I read that this movie had there was a lot of hype behind it. Ocean thought so much of this. They were willing to throw down three separate games. All right, like even like Batman didn't get three games at once. Like all the biggest licenses never got three well, it's, games. It's the power of CB. It's the power of CRAP. Crap. <laughs> Can you imagine? Now keep in mind you got the action game. All right, and we're going to look at that if we have it. I don't think we ever did. You've got this abomination. The next one was going to be Nightbreed, the RPG. Strap that on. Think about that. You're going to be playing an RPG in this world. Man, I hope you like the interior of a car. Yeah, yeah. Horrible. It's very true. Boo! Boo! <laughs> All right, Aaron. Well, before we go, uh, I just wanted to uh, thank Pixels at Dawn for being the uh, the latest donation here uh, for Send Boat Back to Amiga Ireland, uh, the fundraiser. Every for... time you say that, I just like, you just stop right there. Just send him back. It doesn't matter where he goes. If you are interested in getting a front row seat in Amiga Ireland from wherever you are in the world, uh, please consider donating to my uh, GoFundMe page. I plan on live streaming all of the events, uh, interviews with all of the top execs, and uh, and just you know just really just getting everybody a flavor of what is. It may not be the largest attended uh, Amiga event in the world, but it's got the most heart, and uh, and it's 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 really. Uh, it's really a great event, and um, I am halfway to my goal. Uh, and uh, so, if you want to pop on uh, GoFundMe.com/f/sendboatback to Amiga Ireland with hyphens between the words, uh, it would be fantastic wow. to have that, your donation. They really make it easy to find. What's the right? F stand for? Uh, stand, you know what it stands oh, for. Oh wow! <laughs> you gotta go so, there. Are you? Thank you, Pixels of Dawn, for your donation. All right, Aaron. Last week. Actually, before we do the supporter song, we did get a little bit of feedback. This comes from Andy Smith. Okay. All right. We got quite a few Andys in the Amigos community. He says, Hi, John and Aaron. I just want to say that I've really been enjoying catching up on the Amigos podcast. I'm a bit late to the game, but heard Lorfarius mention you enough times that I finally had to check you out, and you are perfectly filling the Amiga-shaped hole left by Amigurama's demise. What? <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> I've checked out several of your episodes now and just finished the cannon fodder one, which I loved. You touched on the controversy surrounding, uh, caused by the game's use of the poppy and thought you might like to check out an episode of a podcast series I did called Outrage, Outrage, Outrage. I already love that. Which looked back at various controversies in media. Sounds like a pretty that sounds good right topic. up my alley. Yeah. I, I get outraged all the time. I covered cannon fodder in detail the first episode along with John Hare. This episode's oh. called Video Game wow. Horror Fodder. And so if you're interested in that story, I, um, I recommend uh, checking out the podcast Outrage, Outrage, Outrage. So he's saying he actually hooked up with John Hare for that episode? It says along with John Sweet Hare. Sweet lordy. I gotta, yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. So uh, Outrage, Outrage, Outrage. Man. And he says, How am I not involved in that? Yeah, absolutely. So thank you, Andy, for for that uh, for that message. And feel free to send us an email anytime at feedback at amigospodcast.com. We'd love to hear from mm. you. All right, Aaron, last week 
the supporter song was. I can't believe you didn't know this. I had no idea. You know, Aaron, there are cars and then there are classics, as Mr. T once said. Last week's song. Mr. T said that? Yeah. I didn't think he said anything, but I paid a fool. Oh, I'll show you after the show. Um, last week's song was the Tammy Wynette standard, Stand By Your Man. That was that? Yeah. My God. She's spinning around her grave to that performance. I think she's still with us. No. Is she not? Uh, no. Tammy mm. Wynette died a long time ago. Mm. Uh, well, I want to thank and congratulate all of our reviews because not all people share your lack of knowledge about America's musical history. Terry Howard, Pack Billy, Pixels at Dawn, Boss Man, Paul Harrington, and Christian Anderson. Christian uh, writes in, If I'm not mistaken, the song is Stand By Your Man by Tammy Wynette, even if I think I know it from the Blues Brothers. Thanks for a very entertaining podcast oh, yes. on my favorite topic. Christian C-A-Z Gibskov, a.k.a. Zorglub, from Denmark. What was all that? That was his. That was his it's sign. His full title. Yeah, his full title. You know how when you Zorblox have Zorblock, they've in got there? royalty over there, and names are longer because everybody's got Is a title. Zorblock a name? That's like a duke or an earl in Denmark. You've got to be a Zorblock. Yeah, I mean it's 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 just as common as the you know the Duke of Marlboro over there, the Zorblock. There's a Duke of Marlboro. Yeah. Is he a three pack a day guy? Hey man, he's not with us anymore. He took. It's the same fate as every Marlboro man. Oh man. I think I'm a bummer. So, this week, um, if you know this week's Patreon and supporter song, and if you do like the show, please uh, head on over to patreon.com slash amigospodcast if you'd like to throw us a couple bucks. Uh, you can send us an email at john at amigospodcast.com. And if you know the song, it goes a little something like this. <clears throat> Terry Howard reflection. Simon Ledge, Captain Crispy, Kilobytes, and Caffeine. Mike W. Decker, Three Wood. Gary had the free lunch, Kate Fox. David Pickford, Cameron Armstrong. Andy Jones, Lobsterminator, Craig McClellan, 10 Minute Amiga Retrocast. Counting virtual sheep, Bernard Quinn, Retro Man, Cape Dim, Drew, Savin Rose, Joseph Harrison, Kyle Adder, Rob O'Hara, Howard Nims, Matthew Larimore, Andy Craig, Sean Zoa, Darren Lowe, Max Collin, 419, Bachman, Rodenberg, Andrew Monks, Joe the Zombie, John Cook, Leaf Galan, Alec Bob, Chicote, Lebelo, John Marshall, Matthew Perron, Ricky DeRosa, Creepy Dead Boy, Piggy CTZ, The Slow Norris, Stefan Sorgan Martinson, Edwin Helen, Blindo 75, Christopher Solo, Rabbit, Abbott, Chris, Gold Green, Lauren Jeru, Graham Bebke, Elaine Dinson, Adam Battersby, O'Brien's Retro and Vintage Gary, Huckersee, Ryan Jones, Paul Harrington, Duncan Styles. Tapes from 
Adam, the Crip, Josh Nan, Adam Bradley, Jonas Rue, Lou THC, Eric Nelson, Tim, Tommy Humberstadt, Daniel Bingston, Brutal Bear, Kuda, Darren Coles, Jason Warns, Pixels at Dawn, and Kill Bjorn Barman. This kind of makes me want to, you know, just a... Horrible. Hideous. An affront to the real artist. Next week, Aaron, we will be playing Batman. You're the kidding movie. me. Well, there you go. I just mentioned it. Listen, how many of these Halloween episodes you said we did? This Five. is the fifth one. Mm -hmm. These get more wretched every year. They do. They these do. are. I don't absolutely know why. Dreadful. I don't know why horror films are. Uh, why the, why they why developers have such a hard time making good horror? It's like it's that's a genre made for video games. You would think. You would think. I mean, I think they perfected it after this batch of games. There's got to be. I'm begging you. There's got to be something out there. It's Nightbreed. I mean, this was war. This was horrible. Now, uh, this is like studying for your finals. I, mean, I just, I just drudged this. I just, I just put my head down. I get, so it got take a bourbon and just like let's go. I knew because I was like, oh man, this is gonna be a painful one. I it do want to thank uh, the fo the fine folks over on the Twitch chat. We do record this show every week live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Amigos Retro Gaming. Want to thank Pixels at Dawn for moderating and being overall awesome. Edvin Helen, Brother Bill. And especially thank you to Brother Bill for gifting uh, for gifting some subs over on Twitch. Picard 2010, Paul Kitching, Barkbit, uh, Rousey MSX, Pack Billy. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Um, and uh, from all over the globe, all from four all quarters, over the globe, Germany, Australia, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. England, you got Canada everywhere. It's, it's amazing. It's it amazing. Is. It is. Auto Watch Nightbreed boat. Working on those Nightbreeds. No. <laughs> what does 